All right, we have so much to discuss here on the Tone of the Podcast, NFL Draft Day 2023. Welcome to that. All of the TV shows and sports talk radio that have talked about tonight's draft since the day after the Super Bowl uh, all comes to a hedge tonight. And we are ready to go when it comes to the NFL draft and what the Colts can do with that fourth overall pick. We are going to discuss that. I'm going to give my opinion. My opinion is probably not what's going to happen, uh, but we'll discuss that. I would love to know your thoughts as well. We've got some racing to talk about and a few other odds and ends when it comes to NHL, NBA playoffs, and um, another Tony dating story gone wrong. This probably needs to be a uh, a permanent fixture, a permanent segment on this podcast. The Tony D Podcast is brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. Harley has you covered here in central Indiana with over 20 years of local experience. Check out Harley today, 317-755-1246. Flooring is Forever, flooringisforever.com. It's that springtime. You want to upgrade the, the flooring in your home or office. Harley can get it done for you in a timely manner. 317-755-1246. So this is, and I know it's been mentioned before, so it's probably not an original idea, but th- this is the most important draft the Colts have had, certainly in my era of living in Indianapolis since 2010. Look, Andrew Luck, you knew it was either him or RG3. And then as we got closer and closer to the draft, you knew it was RG3. The Peyton Manning draft in 1998, you knew it was you knew it was Manning or Leaf. Uh, obviously, it ended up being Peyton Manning, which obviously was the better selection, as we sure as hell have come to find out, you know, 25 years later. Tonight, for the NFL draft 2023, the Colts have the fourth pick. A lot determines their selection on what goes on picks one through three. And obviously that sounds like the most dumbed-down thing in the world, but who gets what quarterback? Does Arizona go for a quarterback? Do they go for maybe a Will Anderson, the best player on the board? And I think it's going to come down to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, one and two. I think they're the two best quarterbacks. Um, I like Stroud. That's who I've wanted since... You know, we knew the Colts would be, I guess, in that top five selection, but I just don't know if he's going to be there. My pick, and I've kind of started to lean towards this a little bit more, is Anthony Richardson. I think he has the most upside. He's got the body. He can make the throws. Um, He's confident. And I know everybody loves Will Levis. I don't. I haven't liked Will Levis during this entire process. But that's probably who the pick is going to be, right? That's probably who Ballard's going to go with all throughout, you know, November, in December, it was, oh, Chris Ballard, or there's Colts brass down at in Lexington at this game, or they're down in Alabama when Kentucky takes on Alabama. Big fans of, of Will Levis are the Indianapolis Colts, and that'll probably end up being the selection. I think it should be C.J. Stroud if he's there. If it's not, it should be Anthony Richardson. And look, I'm not a Ballard fan. We know that. I think everybody's kind of learned that. And this is his. this will make or break not only just his job with the Colts, this will make or break his career, right? This this is going to make or break if he can win as a GM, which he hasn't done with the Indianapolis Colts. And he's been given a second lease on life, almost like when Grigson and Pagano went into that meeting that Monday night where we thought one, if not both, were getting fired, one at the bare minimum, and then Ursay retained them. And he's kind of done the same thing here with Ballard. So Ballard on his second life here, and... 
he can't mess it up. And I, I, I just, I don't know if I trust him. I hope it's Anthony Richard Richardson or C.J. Stroud, but knowing what Ballard does and knowing that it's going to be opposite of what I want, it'll be Will Levis, and it'll probably be a bust. It'll probably be a bust, and you can mark the tape. You can come back and call me out in five years if he's a Pro Bowl. I'm not even going to say Pro Bowl because Pro Bowl is just it's a glorified flag football game that you can make the Pro Bowl as the seventh-best quarterback in your conference knowing that Three make it, one's going to be in the Super Bowl, and then two are going to back out. So I wouldn't even say Pro Bowl caliber. I would just say, you know, get you to the playoffs, wins you playoff games. I don't I don't measure a quarterback off of off of his Pro Bowl appearances in a glorified flag football game. Can you put up yardage? Can you make the throws? Can you get the team to the playoffs? Can you win in the playoffs? That's what a quarterback should that's, that's a Pro Bowl quarterback right there. Pro Bowl quarterback isn't somebody that – Got in because six other people in front of him didn't want to play. And you strap on the uh, the flags and you play some flag football. So we'll see how it all shakes down. We have a contest on the Fans Place app. Be sure to check it out. Ten questions on tonight's draft. Ten questions coming up on the IndyCar race in Alabama on Sunday, the fourth round of the 2023 season. Uh, we'll get to that here shortly. But again, Anthony Richardson is my pick. Unless Stroud is available, which I don't think will be. Uh, Frank Reich's going to have a big smile on his face with the Carolina Panthers after that first pick coming up tonight. And we'll see what the Colts end up doing, man. I really, really hope that it's a Stroud or it's an Anthony Richardson. But just knowing how it goes and knowing how Ballard operates, it's going to end up being Will Levis from the University of Kentucky. Before we get into anything uh, sports-related past what we just talked about in the NFL draft, um, sad news that came out this morning, Jerry Springer passed away. I believe at the age of 79, I had gone and seen an episode or a, ta- or a taping, basically, of the Jerry Springer show when I was in college, so probably 2009. And he was just a down-to-earth guy, would tell jokes in between recording, would entertain the crowd. Um, always, always sad to see. Um, it was ironic. I was supposed to go on TMZ today, um, like I do about once or twice a month, but that's been moved to Monday, so I don't know what we'll talk about on Monday. And People always... I guess I'll go to that frame too. People ask, oh, you're on TMZ. What's going on with that? You know, do you get paid? Um, I don't get paid. This was about a year ago. I had retweeted an article on, I believe, Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton either selling his house or something. Um, and I'd gotten a DM from TMZ Live. And, and look, sometimes when you retweet things, you end up getting DMs from like a fake account. So you got to make sure it's something legit. And I was like, oh. A couple million followers, holy crap, all right. Yeah, I'll come on. So I started coming on and would talk about different topics. And, you know, a lot of it wasn't anything that I really wanted to promote. It was, you know, NFL player drug abuse, NFL player domestic violence. And then um, the one that really blew up was the Giselle, Tom Brady stuff. And then they kept having me on to talk about that. And I was like their go-to guy on that, which is, which was fun. I mean, nobody wants to talk about divorce. Um, but, I mean, that's that's what TMZ is. It's 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 They live off the drama and the... They live off of the speculation, so uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I do not get paid for it. Uh, I like to do it for fun. Uh, I, it doesn't gain me anything, to be honest with you, besides just being on that show and maybe a couple people seeing me. So uh, I know it airs locally here, I think, every every day, 3 to 4. So I'll be back on TMZ next Monday, it looks like. I don't get the topics till the morning of. I usually try to do a sports topic, if possible, because, look, I don't know about Doja Cat or this person getting divorced or this concert, so... Um, We'll see if I'm back on there on Monday coming up next week.
while the Colts get ready to pick the fourth overall selection in tonight's draft, over on the CW, IndyCar's 100 Days Out to the Indianapolis 500 will air. It'll air on Wish TV locally here as well. Um, horrible timing on IndyCar's part. Not that it was anybody's fault. You set these episodes up to air in conjunction to the Indianapolis 500. Um, obviously, the first episode will be a lot about the St. Petersburg race last month. But yeah, unfortunate timing. Um, I have heard that it is a good episode. I had to go back and redo some of the things because a lot of the drivers are painted in a light of a villain that they did not want to be painted in. So they have had to go back and tweak some of the episodes. Now, I was at the Tony Kanan press conference where he announced he will retire after this year's 500, and there was cameras in my there's a camera in my face, and I ask a question. I doubt it's going to make the air. Um, but even at the test last Thursday. There was a lot of cameras and, 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 and you know, you know when you go to all these races and, and you see all these same people that are running cameras, you know, you get to know them, you stay out of their way, and, you know, they get, they're at work, they got a job to do. And you could, you could tell the people that are from the CW because you've really never seen them before. And, and, and um, but no, I mean, they're learning. Uh, they had a good interview on Peacock, which I thought was a little weird. Um, during, the pra- during the practice last Tuesday, last, excuse me, last Thursday, interviewing, um, the director and, and, and how he wanted it to come out. And I thought it was a good interview. So we shall see coming up tonight. Test was good. We know 34 Able Motorsports with RC Enerson will be in the Indianapolis 500. Uh, will be in the entry list. Don't know if they'll be in the race. Um, there will be one bump. Uh, some people like that tradition. Some people would like to see all 34 cars race. Um, it's going to come down. It'll be interesting. Look, the drama in qualifying is no longer the bumping or bump day. It's 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 the pole. It's that top 12 shootout. It's going for that top spot. It is trying to get lock yourself in the top nine on that first day and then going back out the next day to make a qualifying run for that front row. So um, that's where we are on that. Um, I did talk to a, an owner of a team, and we were discussing sponsorship and, and, and moving forward. You know, I mean, you think about, Right now, I think probably the most controversial sponsor in IndyCar is just is, is a vape pen or a vape cigarette, electronic cigarette that's on most of the McLaren cars. Um, well, we had a discussion on how people would react to if OnlyFans was to sponsor an IndyCar, and obviously IndyCar would have to approve this, but there is legitimate interest for OnlyFans who sponsors some sports car teams. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the series, but... You know, and everybody looks at OnlyFans as, you know, people being taken off their tops and showing off their stuff and, and making videos, and, and that is a lot what it is. But I think that there are other bases of OnlyFans, and if there is a way to grow and have an exclusive access channel to a driver's weekend, a behind-the-scenes, maybe take what, like, Ray Hall. Ray Hall does a great job. Ray Hall at the Racing does a great job of – taking you behind the scenes each weekend and giving you a five- to eight-minute video. Maybe that's something that lives behind an OnlyFans type of thing. Um, but that kind of eliminates what IndyCar is best known for and what IndyCar does better than any other sport, and that's just simply the access that the fans have, um, not only at the racetrack but also at home and getting that access. So it would be a fine line. Um, but look, everybody, as long as the check clears, everybody's money is green. I don't see why... Um, you know, and there's, oh, I have to explain to my five-year-old. Well, no, look, I get it. But as if a five-year-old is asking what OnlyFans is because it's sponsoring IndyCar, 
You simply say it's an online community for adults. Like, look, I've, I'm not a father. I've got three nephews, two nieces, three nieces, um, four nephews. I can't even keep them straight anymore. Three biological nephews, a nephew through a best friend, one biological niece, and then two nieces through best friends. And look, there's just ways that you can explain to it, you know, if, if they don't know it. But I don't think a five-year-old is going to be asking what OnlyFans is. Maybe a 10, 12, 15-year-old, yes. Um, but based on what I learned from my nephews over the last couple of holidays and playing a game called Quiplash, um, these kids know more off of TikTok than you, you probably think that they do already anyway. I mean, I don't know if you know what Quiplash is. You log on via PlayStation or the Internet or, or Xbox. And you answer, it's basically like Cards Against Humanity, except you answer on your phone, and then the people in the room pick the funniest answers, and you all compete against each other. We learned some crazy stuff there. Speaking of competing against each other, hey, we're going to have a Fans Place Indie Simulator. We're going to have a simulator that we're going to take around. Daredevil coming up next week, Loggerfest. We also have some big things with Michelob Ultra and Connor Daly coming up over the month of May. I can't wait to announce all that. That should come up this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. But we're going to have, uh, I believe, six autograph sessions with Connor. Um, should be interesting. Should be a lot of fun with that. Can't wait for the month of May right around the corner. I've been watching a little bit of the NBA and the NHL playoffs because uh, it's just unpredictable drama every night especially in hockey. I mean, the Kraken are beating the Avalanche right now three games to two. Uh, the Heat and the NBA knock off the Bucks at 8-1 seed. That was wild. Jimmy Butler just absolutely giving it his all. you got to love seeing that. We'll see what happens coming up over the next the next month in both the NHL and NBA playoffs. We'll have plenty of IndyCar coverage over on Burnout Sports this weekend as they shift over to Alabama. We have an IndyCar contest up right now for a – T-shirt, an awesome Indianapolis 500 T-shirt from our friends at the shop up in Broad Ripple. So you want to hop in on the Fans Place app today, answer 10 predictive questions for free on the draft tonight, on the IndyCar race on Sunday, the Formula One race coming up Sunday morning. Win yourself some cash and some awesome prizes. So be sure to check it out. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Tony D Podcast. Let's hope Chris Ballard goes, goes and gets either Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud. Oh, wait, 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 like Cedric off of Home Alone 2. I didn't tell you a bad dating story that I had. Um, It's not even a dating story. This is crazy. Um, I mean, look, there are reasons why I'm 34 and single. I think anybody close to me, which is a very few select people, know. Um, But I was on Bumble, and I matched with a teacher. And, look, this isn't going to sound the best, but she was cute in, like, her first photo, and then it got worse, and I was like, oh, man, and she had already sent me a message because on Bumble, once the girl matches with you, she has to send a message first. So I get a message from her, and I was like, oh, man, and then she's like, well, we should grab a drink sometime. I work downtown. I'm a teacher, and I, you know, I have a heart. I have a soft spot for teachers. I said okay, and then I've had car problems over the last week or two, and I had to cancel. So okay, you know, I hey gave her plenty of heads up. Just not going to be able to happen. Let's reschedule. Okay, sure, no worries. I know how it goes. The next day was a Saturday. She was still on there, and I said, you know, hey, hope your hope your weekend's going fine. And look. 
I don't take Bumble seriously. I really don't. I don't take dating apps seriously unless I feel like it ever escalates to that point, which it never does. I have never dated anybody more than one or two dates that I met off of a, a off a dating app. Um, I think maybe one time ten years ago, I was actually serious about somebody that I met off of there, like one time, and I it, I just take it with a huge grain of salt. All the girls that I've dated. I've met in person, I've discussed, and, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. So, um, two Saturdays ago, I was, so I was going to take JMV's kid to prom. I'm sure you heard that story if you listened to him. Um, and I ran into a friend, and she said, hey, you know, I, I was going to tell you this, and it's crazy that I saw you today, but you showed up on a Facebook page today. That was Indianapolis. Are we dating the same guy? And it's not that girls are trying to find out if they're going on this on dates with the same guy. They're trying to find every red flag, all the dirt on this person. And so, look, ladies, if you're going to be on that site and you're going to talk about me, one, at least know me because you don't. Two, um, at least at least spread some facts. Like, don't be don't be making things up. And most of the girls on there, I, I I know who they are. I've never even spoken to in person. I've either not taken them out on a date or they think, like, they, 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 they talked to me 10, 15 years ago. So all this is on Facebook is girls, married women are on there. Okay, look, I have, a, I have female friends. They'll show me this if I ask. Like, so, you know, if you're going to make, if you're going to say something about me, make sure that it's the truth, which a lot of these girls did not. Um, you know, I've talked openly about the case at Emmis that involved me and telling a girl that I worked with that she was no good at her job, but she sucked. I've admitted this. We won the case. You can look it up. Um, but I ended up on there and it was like, this guy's got red flags. Well, I could have told you that, but you know, it was just all these girls looking for drama and, you know, a good female friend of mine said, you know, Hey, most of these guys are on here have like 50 to 100 to 200 comments. You only have like six or seven. So, um, but it was just interesting because, you know, it was like, what? Like girls, and there was like 15,000 girls in this Facebook page. So um, I think I'm off the dating market for a, for a while. I think I'm just going to focus on myself and getting myself better. So um, hated to see that. But uh, also, if you know me, I just laugh at it and say, oh, okay, well, I see these girls that are on here that I haven't talked to, and the, I think the last girl that I ever that I had spoken to in person was a girl who works in PR at Andretti. That you know, we'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to rip the girl for the terrible job that she did last year. But hey, it is what it is. If she wants to rip me and make stuff up on a Facebook page, I guess I can do it on my podcast. You have your you have your uh, platform. I have mine. So, um, guys, if you're single, beware. I don't even know in. All the years I've had these stupid dating sites and apps. I want to go back to last year where I weren't when I when I when I was fine. I wasn't on these and I didn't have to worry about it. So funny, but be, beware, beware. So there's your there's your dating update on the Tone of the Podcast. All right, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend.